0: Welcome to Health on the Move, the third episode in ScriptDrop's podcast series, which now has a name, The Front Porch, Where Pharmacy and Healthcare Access Meet. Today, our old friend Perry Lewis will return to talk to his dear friend, Leanne Stember, President and CEO of the National Council for Prescription Drug Programs, or NCPDP. If that sounds familiar, it should. And CPDP is one of the foremost pharmacy standard organizations in the business. They are really important, and they've done a lot of really cool and useful things for the industry of pharmacy and for providers and patients. We'll touch on all of that, uh, but there's so much to talk about that we've split this episode into two parts for your listening convenience. So please note, this is part one of two. If you're a new listener to the Front Porch, let me introduce us first. ScriptDrop is the only healthcare IT company specializing in prescription access that serves patients in all 50 states. Since 2016, ScriptDrop has been improving drug adherence by delivering medication access opportunities through a robust platform, long-term data storage, multiple service levels, and first-class customer service. I'm Lauren Carpenter, the writer researcher here at ScriptDrop. In case you missed our first two episodes, let me introduce our really good friend and industry expert, Perry Lewis. Perry is ScriptDrop's industry relations consultant. He has worked in the pharmacy industry for over 35 years. He was on NCPDP's board for 12 years, and he was Leanne's boss while he served as chair of the NCPDP board for four years. But to be fair, that's a blink of an eye compared to Leanne's tenure with the organization. Leanne is president and CEO of NCPDP. She's a very important figure in the pharmacy industry and a very busy person. In addition to having led NCPDP for four decades, she serves on over half a dozen boards and is a member of just about every notable pharmacy organization. We're really honored that she is on our advisory council and she made the time to talk with us today. It's really an honor. So with introductions squared away, I will hand it over to Perry.
1: Well, thanks Lauren for those introductions. It's great to be on this podcast again with Script Drop. Really looking forward to our conversation with Leanne. Obviously, Leanne and I have known each other a very long time. She is so passionate about NCPDP's mission that I would surmise that she will be working on completing all of her strategic plans initiatives well until her 90s. So I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with Leanne. I know a lot about her background, but not a lot of people know of what her background was before NCPDP. So Leanne, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. I know that you grew up on a on a ranch. I can't imagine what that was like. Can you give us a little idea of what that was like for you?
2: Absolutely. Thank you, Perry. I was born in Yuma, Arizona. I was brought up um, in a family that were big cattle ranchers. Growing up, we would go to our ranch in Mexico, as well as our other ranch, which was in Tucson during the summer, and sometimes even during the holidays, which is... Quite a lot of fun for us as young people and was also very memorable experience as a young person. One of the family ranches did not have electricity, running water or gas, and we used an outhouse, which was one of my least favorite memories. We had a water well that the cattle would use and it had all this lovely green stuff growing in it, but that was the place where we brushed our teeth and we bathed. All meals were made on wood-burning stoves, it was absolutely delicious for whatever strange reason. One memory that comes to mind is when I was 10 years old, I went on a roundup, which were all day events. We worked hard rounding up the cattle with the end goal of bringing them all into the corrals for branding, castrating, and did an overall checkup on each one of them. On this particular roundup, my grandfather told me that if I were ever to get lost or get separated, as I was on the horse for the very first time during this roundup that I should not panic and just let the reins go and eventually the horse will take me back to the ranch house. This was of course, pre-cell phones, GPS and all the other great technologies that we are all so dependent on today. So I did get separated from the Cowboys and family members and it was getting dark. And of course I was triple scared, but I did what I was told and prayed for a solid eight hours. My horse did get me back to the ranch very early the next morning, and my family was so happy to see me. Fortunately for me, it was a full moon that night, so I could see where we were going, but truly my horse, Nakosadi, which translates to sweetheart, was in charge of this big adventure. Today, both ranches have been sold, and something that I truly miss, But I could go on and on about my life as a cowgirl, and we can save that definitely for another time.
1: Yeah, we may need to talk about that at another time, but I have definitely seen a side of you during your discussion here that I haven't heard before. So it reminds me that I should not get on your wrong side on a stressful day. I would not want the same thing to happen to me that happened to the cattle. (laughs) So remind me if. If, if I'm accurately here and I've got a, a good memory, you're somewhat of a daredevil. Um, can you provide a, the audience an example of something that most people would not have experienced in their lifetime?
2: Sure, as I previously mentioned, I was brought up riding horses and was taught to barrel race at a very young age. So I did that at the Yuma Rodeos, which was quite a lot of fun. I also like to run half marathons and completed about four dozen of them with my best time being one hour, 41 minutes and 42 seconds. I recently have enjoyed jumping out of perfectly good airplanes and was hoping to someday get certified so that I could jump solo instead of in tandem. Another little factoid is that I love to drive really, really fast and just recently returned from a five country autobahn adventure tour and hit a top speed on the Audubon of about 178 miles per hour. The sad part of this was that while I was on the Audubon, there are certain protocols that you have to adhere to. And if someone comes up on you really fast and they flash their lights, you need to pull over to the next lane so that they can pass. I felt like I was Mr. Magoo. They passed me by so fast, I couldn't even see what kind of vehicle they were driving.
1: So, Mrs. Magoo, I will have to say I witnessed your driving style and admit you do like to be a daredevil, fast and furious. God help those in Scottsdale, Arizona. Anyway, you earned your Bachelor of Science from the University of Arizona College of Business. How did you end up in the pharmacy world after coming from the ranch down in Yuma?
2: Great question, Perry. My original plan when I entered college was to consider becoming a pharmacist, so I began my journey discovering my options in my curriculum. I became a pharmacy technician, or back then an intern, at the local Walgreens pharmacy and discovered that after about two and a half years behind the counter, I realized that this was not what I really wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I switched my major to the, business, or the College of Business and was able to utilize both of my pharmacy knowledge and what I learned in business. After many interviews with Ben Ward, the founder of NCPDP and was formerly known as PCS, I was fortunate to become named the corporate secretary for a very small not-for-profit organization that is now known as NCPDP. Of course, being the astute person that I was right out of college, It was my plan to learn the business and broaden my network with hopes of moving on to a career in pharmacy. And as you know, 40 years later, I am still very, very passionate about all that we do as an organization. And there's still so much more that I would like to see us get
1: accomplished. So for listeners who don't know, could you give us a brief overview of NCPDP and what the organization does?
2: NCPDP is a not-for-profit multi-stakeholder forum for developing and promoting standards for real-time electronic exchange of healthcare information that improves patient safety and health outcomes while also decreasing cost. NCPDP standards are accredited by the American National Standards Institute, also known as ANSI. The standards development work of NCPDP is accomplished through its members who bring high level expertise and diverse perspectives to the forum. Our consensus process provides a model for creating health information technology solutions essential to connect all the stakeholders in delivering quality healthcare for better patient health outcomes. NCPDP has been a leader in standards development for nearly 45 years And one of our top strategic goals is to continue that leadership in an ever-changing healthcare environment.
1: Well, Leanne, this discussion could get technical pretty quickly. As you know, I'm not all that technical, but the audience should know that the standards are rooted in real-world applications. What are some of the healthcare challenges that NCPDP standards are meant to solve for pharmacists, providers, payers, and patients?
2: Great question Perry in general, our standards are meant to streamline business operations and the exchange of timely and reliable healthcare information, among all those involved in providing prescription drug therapies. The ultimate benefit is to patients, we are focused on fortifying patient safety and improving access to medications. For example, it's been proven that the NCPDP script standard that facilitates e-prescribing can reduce medication errors by at least 55%, which reduces unnecessary hospitalization and therefore healthcare costs by approximately $2.8 billion in annual savings. The script standard also enables a real-time electronic process for prior authorization This streamlines what was a manual process that often causes delays in patients getting needed medications. Another NCPDP standard provides an electronic solution to help pharmacists efficiently educate patients about high-risk drugs as required in risk evaluation and mitigation strategies mandated by the FDA. Most recently, NCPDP standards made it possible for pharmacists to electronically exchange data required for ordering, administering, and filing claims for COVID-19 tests and vaccines. As a result, pharmacies made it possible for millions of Americans to get these vital services close to home. NCPDP also has standards to improve electronic communication for medication therapy management services provided to patients with chronic health conditions. As a result, pharmacists can more fully utilize their professional training to care for patients, be reimbursed for their specialized services, and collaborate with physicians in patient care. As part of our strategic plan, we're looking at how our existing standards or new ones can support better coordinated care and health outcomes through value-based models of care and the evolving use of precision medicine.
1: As a standards development organization (SDO), how has NCPDP been successful in informing and educating stakeholders on your standards and the importance of standards in healthcare?
2: Well Perry to begin with industry stakeholders from nearly every segment of the pharmacy industry are involved in developing our standards, so they recognize their importance. They understand the why behind how standards are developed and are used and are intimately familiar with the standards these engaged stakeholders then take that knowledge back to their companies. Our collaborative consensus building process and the learning that comes along with participating in the process helps engender adoption. Beyond that, NCPDP has always participated in industry educational events, sharing knowledge about our standards and the benefit to business operations, as well as to the patients. About eight years ago, we launched a very focused effort to educate not only the industry, but also healthcare policymakers. We coined the term advocacy to appropriately describe our initiative to increase knowledge of NCPDP standards and our proven track record in developing solutions to improve operational efficiencies, reduce unnecessary costs, and protect patient health and safety. We visit with legislators and regulatory agencies in Washington DC three times a year to educate them on our problem solving forum and our standard solutions that can help address some of today's healthcare challenges. We have become a valued resource as bills are being drafted and regulations are being proposed.
1: Leanne, as you know, I wholeheartedly agree NCPDP has become a valued resource in in D.C., but also with agencies and at some states as well. I have personally experienced the advocacy tours, and they were a highlight in my many years working with NCPDP. So now um, I'd like to do a recap, turn it back over to Lauren, and she'll provide some points as to what we've discussed here this morning before we move on to are next.
0: Thanks, Perry. Before we go, let me take a moment to recap this conversation. First of all, let it be known that Leanne has been a bold, barrier-breaking leader ever since childhood, and she's brought that energy to NCPDP for the past 40 years. Now regarding NCPDP itself, the members collaborate to develop standards for the exchange of healthcare information, which might sound abstract, but if you think about it, it's simple. Information about patients, their disease states, their prescriptions, their labs, so on, that needs to be exchanged every day between providers, pharmacists, insurance payers, etc. And if every healthcare entity translated that information into their own format and sent it via their own code, things would get complicated fast. There'd be a lot of mistranslation. So having NCPDP's standards reduces errors and increases efficiency throughout the industry. Part of what makes these standards effective is the fact that NCPDP's members include stakeholders from every segment of the pharmacy industry. That helps ensure that the standards work for everyone and that they'll actually be adopted throughout the industry. And finally, NCPDP makes a concerted effort to educate legislators on the standards. As we learned in Episode 2 with Sloan Salzberg, it's important for legislators to understand the scope of the healthcare industry in order to make effective laws about it. Now let's give a big thank you to Perry and Leanne for spending time with us today. And thank you to all of you for catching Health on the Move, Part 1. We hope you'll join us here at the Front Porch for Part 2, which will drop one week from today. Now, if you're a member of the healthcare industry and would like to learn more about ScriptDrop's healthcare access solutions, please reach out to us at info at scriptdrop.co. And finally, if you liked what you heard today and would like to join us on the Front Porch again, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you'll be sure to catch our next episode. The Front Porch, where Pharmacy and Healthcare Access Meet, is a healthcare podcast created by the Script Drop team. This episode was produced in partnership with Perry Lewis, Lee Ann Stember, Janet Kabibo, and Maggie Bruce. Our theme music is River Meditation by Jason Shaw, licensed through Creative Commons.